Blessing weekdays noon to 2 on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. It was a down day on Wall Street. The Dow fell 473 points. The Nasdaq Composite dropped 159 and the S&P 500 fell 48 points. This is USA Radio News. Pros know getting the next job means doing this one right, on time and on budget. Lowe's is here to help by stocking the brands you trust to power through any job, like Hitachi Power Tools, soon to be known as Metabo HPT, and DeWalt. Stop in now during Hitachi Days and get a 3.5-inch, 21-degree framing nailer now for just $169. And stay in charge on the job longer with a four-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $179. For tools you can trust to get the job done right, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 512. See store for details, U.S. only. Today, business happens here, here, and virtually anywhere. Because today, innovative companies are reinventing the way business happens. And they need people who can keep up. With the expertise and technology to get packages to over 150 million delivery points. So, who can help you deliver the future of commerce? The United States Postal Service. See why we deliver more e-commerce packages to homes than anyone at usps.com future. A fragile ceasefire appears to be holding between Israel and Gaza terror groups after a weekend of almost constant attacks and counterattacks. John Clemens reports. At least 600 rockets were fired into Israeli territory, leaving four civilians dead and dozens of others injured. Israeli Defense Forces countered the attacks, striking 40 of what they called Hamas terror targets. Israeli Defense Forces spokesman Jonathan Conricus tells us this information must be shared. We don't see this getting out, and we don't see what we think would be the proper outcry at this outrageous attempt to kill Israeli civilians by terrorist organizations from the Gaza Strip. I'm John Clemens. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, one of more than 20 Democrats who are now running for president in 2020, took to the Senate floor to demand House Democrats take steps to impeach President Trump. You're listening to USA Radio News. The Roshack Fine Florist is committed to offering the ultimate in floral artistry and customer satisfaction. The team of talented design professionals custom craft stunning creations using the freshest and most striking of premium flowers. Roshack Fine Florist specializes in spectacular long stem roses flown in weekly from Ecuador. The Roshack offers a weekly corporate delivery program to businesses, restaurants, bars, and hotels, and a residential program that can be customized to suit you. Check out the high quality work at RoshackLasVegas.com. The man, the comedian, the legend, George Wallace, returns to Las Vegas with a new show at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. George Wallace has been selling out comedy clubs and concert venues all over the world for decades. And now he brings his new show, Wallace, at Westgate to Las Vegas Tuesday through Saturday at 8 o'clock. Tickets start at just 65 and can be purchased at westgateresorts.com. That's westgateresorts.com. George Wallace, great for fans of all ages. Don't miss the legendary George Wallace at the Westgate. Hello, Las Vegas. I am the man you call Jigsaw. And I want to play a game. You and your group will show up at an undisclosed location and be given a chance at redemption. Las Vegas, now is your moment of truth. The clock is ticking. Let the games begin. For more information, visit SawEscapeRoom.com. 
The Rose Shack Fine Florist is committed to offering the ultimate in floral artistry and customer satisfaction. The team of talented design professionals custom craft stunning creations using the freshest and most striking of premium flowers. Rose Shack Fine Florist specializes in spectacular long stem roses flown in weekly from Ecuador. The Rose Shack offers a weekly corporate delivery program to businesses, restaurants, bars, and hotels, and a residential program that can be customized to suit you. Check out the high-quality work at RoseShackLasVegas.com. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Give me the green light. Cause I'm ready to go. Get ready to kick it up a notch. If you live and breathe sports, then this is the place to get your hot takes. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. Vegas Sports Hub. With your host, Ian Rakelli, on KSHP AM 1400. Or stream the show live at KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for Vegas Sports Hub with Ian Rakelli. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ian Rakelli. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. We have a great show for you tonight as we're going to discuss the NBA world and we're going to get into the hockey world later on in the show. I want to get into... Before, while we're getting into our show, the first topic. I want to get into the 2019 NBA draft. Now, this draft is one month away. Not many people are talking about it at this point. Obviously, everyone on those other networks, I'm not going to name, talk about you know Zion. They talk about you know the top prospects. But they never really talk about the teams. Majority of these people never talk about what teams need to do in order to be productive on the NBA draft. Now, also, I have my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer, here in the show as well. Hello. Now, you, I know you don't know that much about the NBA, nor if you know you're not really that well into the NBA, but if you have any insight and you want to provide anything, you can definitely do that. (laughs) I'll do my best. Now, with the NBA draft, there are a couple of teams that have to have a great draft, a team that they need to have a transcendent talent that's going to jump right in and help their team out. The first team that pops into my mind is the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons got knocked out in the first round very horribly, by the way, by the Milwaukee Bucks. It was a horrible defeat. So now they have the number 15 pick. That is the first pick out of the lottery. When you look at the Detroit Pistons, what do they need at that pick? They need an international player who is going to be able to come in and fulfill their need. Because you have Andre Drummond, you have Blake Griffin, that's fine. But what else do you have if you're the Detroit Pistons? Because when Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin do not produce, you need a third guy who's going to step in and do his job. At what position, though? Well, you could do it at the 1, the 2, or the 3. The point guard, shooting guard, or small forward. To me, I would say small forward for the Detroit Pistons. Because like I said, you have the 4 and the 5 already good on that roster. And then why do they need to do this, you might ask? Here's a simple reason. The Detroit Pistons a couple of years ago, or not a couple, almost a decade ago, 
they drafted an international player with the number two pick. You might have known his name was Darko Milicic, one of the biggest draft busts of all time. But have you seen the recent drafts for the Detroit Pistons? They have been absolutely awful. Think about this for a second. The Detroit Pistons passed up on Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and they passed up on Giannis Antetokounmpo. Is that how you say his last name? Yes, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I've never been able to pronounce his last name. I cannot spell his last name, but I can pronounce it. I can tell you I believe his last name has every letter in the alphabet. Oh, absolutely. If you were going to do... It probably has some numbers and stuff as well. If you're going to do Scrabble, Antetokounmpo would definitely win you the game. (laughs) Probably. This thing about that, if you're the Detroit Pistons general manager, the pick before Giannis, the pick before Donovan Mitchell was the Detroit Pistons, and you missed on both of those players. And by the way, they're both all-stars and MVP candidates as we speak. So if you're the Detroit Pistons, you need to validate your fan base. You need to get them a player who they're not going to scratch their head and go, why did we draft this guy? And international players, as we've seen in recent years, Luka Doncic, they are good players. They are players who can step right in and they can produce right away. And how I think the Detroit Pistons are going to get this done is either they're going to trade up into the top 10 or they're going to stay at 15, which is where they are at right now, and they're going to draft the best international player available in their slot because they need an international player who's going to come right in and fulfill their needs with Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. The next team is the Phoenix Suns. We know about DeAndre Ayton. We know about Devin Booker, but the rest of the team has a lot of question marks for the Phoenix Suns. What they need is they need another shoot. They need a guard who is going to go alongside Devin Booker because Devin Booker is a very good guard. But when you look at what the Phoenix Suns need, they need a guy that will be right next to Devin Booker and produce because they got rid of Eric Bledsoe. He's on the Milwaukee Bucks. So when they need when they need a guard that is going to help out Devin Booker, I say a guy like R.J. Barrett from Duke, the guy that everyone forgets about because of Zion. Or you can go to the guy who was the March Madness hero of some words, and that was Jared Culver from Texas Tech. Those two guys are guards who can get the job done. They can be right next to Devin Booker, and they can play the game pretty well. Now, Where the Phoenix Suns are going to land, we do not know yet. The lottery has not happened. However, with them having the third best odds, with them having the third worst record in the NBA, it's safe to assume that the Phoenix Suns should have a top five pick. And with that top five pick, they need to get a guy like Barrett, a guy like Culver who's going to step in and produce alongside Devin Booker. And now, you might be asking yourself, why do the Phoenix Suns need a number three player that's going to step in alongside Booker and Aiton. Here's the reason why the Suns need that. The Suns need a player alongside them because majority of their players now are either veterans that are on the back end of their career, draft picks who have not panned out, or just solid role guys who are not going to get the job done. That's why you need an R.J. Barrett or a Jared Culver who's going to step right in. He's going to help Devin Booker be that extra guard for that team and a guy that DeAndre Ayton could do the pick and roll with. Now, 
Moving on to the players, because those are the two teams that they really need to have a great draft in 2019. However, when it comes to the five players that would be the best option for these teams, there are a couple of ones that come to my mind. The first one I'm going to start out with is small forward DeAndre Hunter. He is from Virginia. Now, we saw what Virginia did. They are obviously did great in March Madness, as we all saw. He is a six foot seven small forward. He's a sophomore. And when I look at what DeAndre Hunter did in the March Madness, he is going to be a player who should be a top 10 pick based on his production and everything he did in the March Madness tournament. The next guy is a guy from Duke who everyone forgets about because you got RJ Barrett and you got Zion Williamson, and that is their shooting guard, Cameron Redditch. He is a six foot seven shooting guard. He was a freshman at Duke. But when I look at teams that need guards in the lottery right now, there are some teams that need a guy like Redditch who can shoot the ball, can get the ball into other people's hands, as we saw with him doing that with Zion and with RJ Barrett. So I think that getting a guy like Redditch will be able to support some of these teams. The third player on my list is a guy that's from Virginia, once again, and that is their point guard, Ty Jerome. Now this guy was a six foot five junior from the University of Virginia. But when I look at his skills and I look at what he did in that tournament towards the back end of the draft, I think that is where he will be able to produce the most. Because he's not going to be a lottery pick, or I will say he shouldn't be a lottery pick. However, he is going to be a first-round selection. And I think that if a team that needs a point guard towards the later half of the first round, Ty Jerome would be an excellent fit for that team. Now we're going to move out to the West Coast real quick, and we're going to go to UCLA with their small forward, Chris Wilkies. He is a 6'8 sophomore from UCLA. I like the what I saw from him this year at UCLA. UCLA might have not been the best college basketball program but Wilkes was a standout highlight there. And I think that he could be a player that a team would be able to utilize. You know, he could come off the bench for a good team, or if he goes to a bad team, he can be there right away, and he could be able to learn and progress and become better on that team. And then the final player that I have on my list is from Washington, and that is point guard Jalen Norwell, the guy who replaced Markel Fultz after he got drafted into the NBA. Now, they're very similar, and if you're saying, oh, is he going to be a bust like Markel Fultz, let me finish. Jalen Norwell has similar stats to Markel Fultz, but he can also be a bench-playing point guard. He can be a role-playing guy that a team can use to come off the bench and give him good numbers in limited minutes. That is what Norwell is going to be in the NBA. He's going to be a guy that's similar to another University of Washington point guard, Isaiah Thomas. And that is my five players that I think could be good options in the 2019 NBA draft. When we come back here on Vegas Sports Hub, I'm going to continue with our NBA discussion. And we're going to get into the NBA free agency here on Vegas Sports Hub.
Facebook Live Show fans, join us every Friday at 5 p.m. for our big live shopping show. You can follow us on Facebook at KSHB Vegas and get notifications when we go live or just log in every Friday at 5. The Facebook Live Show is just like the radio shopping show, but on Facebook so you can see us and interact with us live. If you can spread peanut butter on bread, then you can find us and watch us on Facebook. It's that easy. We also love to do contests and give away free stuff. Don't forget, Fridays at 5 p.m. at KSHB Vegas exclusively on Facebook. In 1974, a tiny little kitchen started selling omelets to locals and tourists in historic downtown Truckee, California. At 10 feet, 3 inches wide, and only 39 seats, guests would have to squeeze in to eat their breakfast. From little beginnings to the big time in Las Vegas, Squeeze In has been featured on Food Network and Forbes for their great food served by genuinely happy people in a super fun environment. Squeeze In has two locations in Las Vegas. Go to their website at squeezein.com for more information. As a three-time international award-winning restaurant, Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzones, strombolis, fingers, and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com. The National Atomic Testing Museum is a national science, history, and educational institution that tells the story of America's nuclear weapons testing program at the Nevada Test Site. Located at 755 East Flamingo Road, just east of Paradise, the museum offers immersive, interactive experts for guests of all ages. The museum is Smithsonian certified and open seven days a week. For more information, visit nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. That's nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. When you bring your vehicle to Star Auto Care for Maintenance, you'll have a team of professionals at your service. Every one of our technicians has been factory trained and master status certified to ensure that you receive the highest quality and most effective service. Star Auto Care is located at 3540 East Tropicana Avenue, just east of Pecos. Star Auto Care is confident in their prices and will match any mechanic located within 20 miles. Bring your vehicle in today and let Star Auto Care give you the peace of mind you deserve when you service your car. Visit them online at starautocare.us. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. All right, hello everybody. Welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. I thought that hot button was going to be something else, but anywho, uh, we're going to get into the NBA free agency here on Vegas Sports Hub. I'm your host Ian Kelly. We got my co-host Ethan Gettemeyer What's up? over here as well. Now I have five players here on my list that I believe need to be on a new team. They need a fresh start. Okay. And the first player I'm going to start out with is Clay Thompson, the shooting guard for the Golden State Warriors. Look at what the Warriors have in their roster. You have Kevin Durant, you have Steph Curry, you have Draymond Green, you have Andrew Bogut, you have all these guys who are very good players. At this point, Clay Thompson is a number four, maybe number three, but that is pushing it on the Golden State Warriors. I don't know. There's a chance that he might stay on the Warriors, but maybe guys like Kevin Durant or Draymond leave. Because if you remember back to last season, 
those guys were having some pretty big issues, and Kevin Durant can opt out of his contract whenever he wants. So well, there's he, no say that he's going to stay with the Golden State Warriors. Well, the thing with Kevin Durant is that, yes, he can opt out, and he is a free agent, by the way, this offseason, but I think Kevin Durant is going to stay with the Warriors simply because he's not done winning championships yet. So he's more title-hungry than playing hungry. He wants to surpass LeBron James in NBA championships. It's yeah. already been well known that well, he wants to beat LeBron and kind of, you know, be He said that in every interview that he's But he wants to be the best player in the NBA. And the only way he's going to do that is surpass LeBron, who has three rings. Kevin Durant has two right now. He's not done winning championships. But is there a chance that maybe he goes to a team like Boston and helps them win a championship? Boston, I say unlikely because Boston wants to keep their young core. They want to keep building younger instead of trying to add veterans that are going to help them for like maybe two or three games of an improvement. Okay, so let's stick to your Clay Thompson idea. Where does he go? Well, if Clay Thompson, I say a good team that he would go to is the Los Angeles Clippers. Because when you look at what the Clippers have, they have a young core, but they do not have a bona fide star. They do not have a number one player. Ever since they got rid of Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan last offseason. Clay Thompson should be a number one player. Can we be real about that? On a, on a decent team, Clay Thompson should be the number one option. Instead yeah. of a number four on a championship team. I, I wouldn't say he's a number four. I would say next to next to Steph Curry, he's number two because those are the two biggest names that everyone knows. Uh, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Dre, uh, Demarcus Cousins, Clay Thompson. Okay, but if you look at it in order of how they showed up, it would be Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Durant, Boogie. Well, you're talking about production. I'm talking about the amount of value that those guys have. Okay, from if a, we're talking a- production, then then Clay Thompson would be number three because. There's no way DeMarcus Cousins surpasses Klay Thompson. Did you see the defensive production that DeMarcus Cousins put when he was on the court? doesn't matter. If you look at the shooting average that both players have, Klay Thompson has a better well, of course. A better well, percentage. well, of course. Klay Thompson is a better shooter. DeMarcus Cousins is a better defender. And we're uh, not even counting Draymond Green, who is a number five on most people's list. Because, you know, he is a great defender, but that's about it. Well, yeah, he's going to stay in Golden State, so there's really no reason to talk about him. Now... Now, when Clay Thompson leaves, because I think that he really does need a fresh start from being a lackey on a Golden State Warriors team. Now, where does he go? I already said the Los Angeles Clippers, but another team that I think he could go to is just across the area there, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, LeBron James, you know he is going to vent. He is going to complain about not having a superstar on his team alongside him. You agree with me on that? Yeah, but then again, if you look at it, LeBron James basically complains about anything that doesn't go his way. Well, he's going to complain about anything, and they haven't announced a new coach yet, which I, if it is Tyron Lou, I will be hitting the applause button for the most greatest 30 seconds of my life. Uh, because he basically just dug the Lakers' grave if he gets Tyron Lue to be his head coach again. Yeah. Now, but when we get to the point here with LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, he is going to demand another superstar. He, this The first year he was there, he was like, you know what, I'm going to keep the young guys. But what he did with the Anthony Davis deal, basically trading half the roster away for Anthony Davis, it shows that he does not care about the younger guys. Did Anthony Davis actually go to the Lakers? No, he didn't. The uh, okay. New Orleans Pelicans wanted more than what the Lakers gave up. Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't too sure when because, you said that. I kind but, of that's, out. but that point that was made was that LeBron James does not care about these young guys. He really doesn't. No, he just he wanted, was willing to give up Lonzo Ball for 
He was Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, their next five first-round picks. It just shows you how selfish LeBron James is. Yes, he's selfish, but he's going to want a superstar. And what better of a superstar to have alongside LeBron James than a guy who can shoot three-pointers all day in Klay Thompson? I I wouldn't say he can shoot them all day because he misses quite a few every game. Well, look, he might miss a couple, but you know that when he is on, he is on. I mean, he scored... 33 points in one quarter a couple years ago. Yeah, but that was a couple years ago. If you're looking at it now, uh, age-wise, he's only 27, roughly. Right, he was drafted in 2011. The yeah. math adds up there. Yeah, so he's only around 27. So but you just, It makes sense that his, his on fire, as you say, a couple years ago would make sense. But if he's on fire, he's going to get ice cold pretty quick. Right, and he is making eighteen point nine million dollars already. That, need, that needs to be cut. I don't see. I don't think. You think he's going to get cut? I think he's going to get more. No, based I, on the I base, don't think he's worth more than eighteen. He might go down to maybe sixteen. I don't see it with Clay Thompson. Based if on, he goes to the Lakers, he'll get less because LeBron James will want more. If he goes to the Clippers, he'll get more. So he'll get around the twenty-two million mark. I wouldn't say twenty-two. Maybe twenty. All right. So let's just let's just break even. Let's just say around the twenty-one million then. Because that's kind of you know in roughly between yeah, but everyone's asking why is why would Clay Thompson leave the Golden State Warriors? Well, I just explained it. Fo- uh, I explained it very simply. Well, it's kind of like if you look back to why Kyrie left the Cavaliers because he wanted to be the number one guy, and then he went to Boston and he became the number one guy. Well, for a short time period, then exactly. Jason Tatum took over and became exactly. the star we see now. The second player I have on my list is from the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that's up 3-1 right now on the Boston Celtics, and that is Chris Middleton. Now, Chris Middleton right now is making $18.5 million for the Milwaukee Bucks, but let's be real. He is not a number one guy for the Milwaukee Bucks. You got Eric Bledsoe, you got Giannis, but Chris Middleton, he's going to want to get paid. And I think he is going to want a bigger role in a team, whichever team he goes to. See, and I like a team for him, maybe a team like the Suns. I think they could use him and, you know... Right, have him put alongside Devin Booker and exactly. DeAndre Ayton. Exactly, and I, I would say that they would be a playoff team, maybe not not next season, but maybe a couple seasons down the line. Well, how about I throw another team out there, the Indiana Pacers? I mean, you got Victor Oladipo who's going to come back from injury. you got Miles Turner, who's a very young center. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to that because, like you said, Oladipo... Uh, but if you remember, Oladipo is also a very injury-prone player. He is a very injury-prone player, but he is when he is on the court, he is a very good oh, player. Oh, yeah, no, he's he's crossing people over like nothing. And then, yeah, absolutely, and that's why Chris Middleton would be a great fit for the Indiana Pacers. Now, the next player I have on my list is a older player, a guy who is not no longer in his prime. Dirk Nowitzki. He just retired. Darn it. And that is Mark Gasol on the oh Toronto on the Toronto Raptors. Whew. Now, let's not say that he hasn't been bad for the Toronto Raptors because he has been productive alongside Kawhi Leonard. Which, by the way, I'm not putting on this list because I think he's going to return to Toronto. Oh yeah, there's no doubt he's returning to Toronto. Now, but Marcus Saul right now he's getting paid 24 million dollars per year. I don't see a veteran ever getting that much money. That was basically that big contract that any NBA player gets once in their career. However, I think that Marcus Saul could be a very good role player for a team that needs veteran leadership. How about a team like the Miami Heat? A team that needs a veteran to kind of mentor some of these younger guys in the locker room. I agree. I I wouldn't mind seeing him playing in in uh the Bay Area, South Bay. Uh 
Right, but Miami also, Beach, right. Yeah. But I would also, what if he, like, played alongside his brother? Uh, Join Milwaukee. Gasol. Join Milwaukee. Well, that would actually be a very interesting duo because Pau Gasol is a power forward, but he is kind of behind Giannis at this point. He's on the uh, bench. Yeah, he's in at the number six. It would be a very interesting concept, Marc Gasol and Pau Gasol. It won't happen, but it won't happen, it's a but, what if. But let's remember real quick, Pau Gasol was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Lakers gave up Marc Gasol in return. Mm-hmm. That was one of the funniest parts of that entire drip. Yeah, it was brother for brother, because exactly. they thought that the other brother could be better than the first brother. Well, Pau Gasol did get Kobe Bryant two titles, he so did. you do got to say he did prove his worth there. He did, but at the end of the day, I would also say that Shaq also helped Kobe get some titles. And then one final person, because we're going about to cut the break in a little bit. One final person I'm going to have on my free agency list is Harrison Barnes, a former Golden State Warrior who got replaced by Kevin Durant the year after they lost to the Cavaliers in the finals. He's making $24 million for the Sacramento Kings. Now, no disrespect to Sacramento, but they're trying to get younger. They're not trying to add more veterans like they did in the past. So if I was Sacramento, I let Harrison Barnes go. And I let him go to a team for younger value. Let's say the Houston Rockets, for example. A guy that could use a veteran on the bench. A guy, you know, you'd pay him a couple million dollars, obviously. But give him a team that he'd be good on and would fulfill that role. I would I would say a team that might be able to take Harrison Barnes is a team that we haven't even talked about. And that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Looks, I mean, looks, they, got, they got rid of... Ricky Rubio last season, so they really need some... And they got rid of Jimmy Butler. Yeah, so they really need some veteran players in the locker room that can help the team out. Well, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves do make a lot of sense considering the next player I'm going to talk about is Derrick Rhodes, the point guard for the <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. He's making only only $2 million per year. What a poor, I, I what a poor thing. he needs to make more than that. And he actually had a very productive year this year. He actually did pretty well. Oh, yeah. And the team that I'm going to recommend for Derrick Rose is a team that I mentioned in my NBA draft scenario, and that's the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons, they need a number one guy. Because right now, they really do not have a solid point guard who's going to be able to get them solid minutes for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I don't think Derrick Rose will go anywhere. I think... Without injury prone he is. He's basically Derek Wheelchair Rose. Right, he did get injured this year despite playing the most games he's had. He's been in injured the years. past maybe like eight or nine years. Right. You know, especially when when he was playing with the Bulls. Starting and, in twenty twelve, he's been injured every single exactly, year. Exactly. And that's why he's Derek Wheelchair Rose. So I don't I don't think any team is gonna really want him. But what if you're Derek Rose, would you take a veteran deal to sign on a good team at this point? Would you take that? If that was the case, I would, but then he has to realize that he's coming off the bench. Let's not forget that D-Rose took a veteran deal to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers last year, and then it got immediately flipped to Utah. Yeah. Which I always find funny, by the way, that he got sent to Utah, Mormon country. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but with Derrick Rose, I think him being a veteran point guard would definitely help out the team that he does go to, because he does need a fresh start from the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's been there for a year and a half. When we come back here on Vegas Sports Hub, we're going to get into the hockey world. We're going to talk NHL playoffs, and we're going to talk about the officiating in the hockey world. Stay tuned, Vegas Sports Hub. 
Jumpers Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumpers Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumper's Jungle on the corner of Oki and Rainbow. Experience the vacation of a lifetime with Dream Vacation Week. Enjoy a fantastic seven-night resort vacation for a low price at some of the most popular destinations in the world. Don't take our word for it. Hear what our radio shopping show listeners have to say about Dream Vacation Week. Yes, we went to Park City, and it was the best. Oh my gosh, it was so wonderful. To Sedona, wonderful. It was a really good, really good experience. To book your vacation of a lifetime, visit them online at dreamvacationweek.com. That's dreamvacationweek.com. Destination, South Point. 11 great restaurants, bingo, bowling, movies, race books, sports books, spa, live entertainment, oversized rooms, and the rates, unbeatable. The South Point, Las Vegas. Book now. Online at southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626. southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626. At the South Point, Las Vegas, you're always a winner. Simple Subs is an innovative concept in sub sandwiches. They've created a hybrid in subs by combining the taste of classic New York Italian flavors using homemade recipes with the Las Vegas twist of including great sub names and zesty profiles for each menu item. And they're not just subs. Simple has soups and salads, snack appetizers, and desserts. Simple Subs is located at 5135 South Fort Apache on the southwest corner of Reno Avenue. Call them at 702-998-2555 and check them out at SimpleSubs.com. Best of Las Vegas winners each of the last two years. Glaze Donuts is a family business. Taste the passion and quality in each delectable handmade donut. Experience amazing fresh donuts at Glaze Donuts. Located at 6545 South Fort Apache Road on the southwest corner of Sunset. Glaze is open every day from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're interested in large orders, please call them at 702-246-2888. Follow Glaze on Facebook and Instagram where they're showing off all their delicious treats. And check them out at glazedonutslv.com. Hello, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub on KSHP 1400 AM. I am your host, Ian Rickelli, and we got my dancing co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer, over here. Now, if anybody could take a video of you dancing here in the studio, it would be instant comedy. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I would be everyone's entertainment if they were having a bad day. Exactly. <laughs> now, we're going to get into the NHL, because there's a lot of things going oh. on right now. In fact, the Dallas Stars and St. Louis Brews are tied at 1-1 right now with five minutes left. Overtime hockey? It's definitely going to happen. <laughs> And we're watching it right now. We're watching my, it on the my TV. My question to you, before we get into this discussion, is who favors in the overtime period for Dallas and St. Louis? Well, see, you would go with St. Louis due to the home field advantage, but then you forget that Dallas is a very good overtime team. Yeah, they well, they were, and then they kind of gave it away in Game 5. But Well, so I'm asking you, like, what would you do? I, I wouldn't change the game style of anything. I would play, keep the momentum going and, you know, just... I would say that it favors Dallas. Explain to me why. A lot more speed. 
lot more momentum. I do want to mention Dallas, to or yeah, sorry, St. Louis is mainly a first and third period team. Okay. We've discussed this with Vegas being a second period team all season long. All season long. They've been a second period team. They've given it away in the third period. We're not even going to talk about the Chicago game in December. Oh yeah, but of course not. That was such a bad game. But no, I would say that Dallas favors in the th- the second period and the- any of the overtime periods. They have way more shots taken in the overtimes than St. Louis does. Well, see, I see your point there with Dallas, but you got you can't forget the home field advantage with St. Louis. I mean, St. Louis is going to have the fans on their side. Unlike your argument about Columbus that you had earlier today about the fact that Columbus's fan base really didn't pump them up against Boston. I don't remember that conversation, dude. You don't remember 90% of the conversation that Not we had really. earlier today. Now, we're going to get into the NHL officiating because this is a very popular topic, not just in the Vegas world, but also in hockey as well. There's been a lot of horrible calls that have happened in the hockey world. I mean, Boston has been screwed over, what, not twice, but three times now? And they've they've, they've been fish- screwed over quite a bit, but also so is Columbus in that series. They were screwed over with that Marshan punch to the back of the head. Marshan got nothing. He was in there for game, what was it, six? He was in there for game six, yes. Yeah, so the only the only upside I would say that Carolina has going into this Western Eastern Conference Finals game is the fact that Charlie McAvoy is going to be out for game one due to a suspension. Do you think that suspension was fair? Yes. Yes. I completely you cross check a guy in in the head, you know, you're gonna get that call every time. The the only question is was there also an an embellishment? I wouldn't say there was, but people can argue that there was. Speaking of embellishment that was a big conversation that we've had about. Uh, with yeah, it just board. happened in the first period of this Dallas. Right, Lewis some game. guy went for a trip, but he over exaggerated and he yeah. got the penalty. Yeah, embellishment. I feel like is one of the penalties is that it's never going to be called in the playoffs. It's a call that they're never going to call. But at the same time, it's something that they need to call. Oh yeah, because there because there are some players that freaking flop for days, aka Sidney Crosby. I was just about to say you can look at the. Husband and wife on the Pittsburgh Penguins, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Exactly. They flop for days. They dive so much, they belong on the Olympic diving team. I've said it before, I'll (laughs) say it again, I will say it for the rest of my life. Right. But as we're watching the Dallas and St. Louis game, but the embellishment, I feel like if the refs called that, it would have solved 90% of the issues we've seen with the officiating. Because I I understand the refs don't want to get involved. Right. But at the same time, they're doing exactly that. They are getting involved. Well, they get involved a lot when the players are, you know, having their little dance session in the back of the net, you know, hugging and trying to fight each other. That's when they really get involved, and I completely agree. I think that's fine for the most part, but, you know, there's some points where the they just need to get out of the way. Like, they need to get out of the way, yes. You know, let the players handle their issues. If they're going to fight, let them fight. Let them sit in the box for five minutes, and then let them move on. That's how anything should be happening in, in playoff hockey. Right, and then the whole double minor situation. That didn't just happen in Vegas. That's happened in a lot of series this year. I mean, when you look at double minor penalties, my question to you is this, is that if two players are on the same penalty, should it be two minutes for each player, or should it be a double minor for one player? What do you mean? If 
There was a situation where two players were involved, where one person did a hit, and then a second person came up and did another hit. Give me an example. I'm trying to uh, an example uh, the Boston Toronto series in round one when Kadri nailed Jake DeBrusque and then Zdeno Chara immediately after. Okay. Uh, should have that been a double minor because he hit one person and then immediately hit somebody else. Should that been a double minor or should have that been just a minor penalty? Uh, no, I would have said double minor. I mean, uh, it it might be harsh, but if you're gonna you know take someone out and then immediately go for somebody else. I'm sorry, that's a double mind. Right, like, and also the thing about that Kadri play is that I was going to mention is that he did get suspended for that, for hitting two people. He didn't? He got suspended. Okay, but it was just one game. Yeah, it was a one-game suspension, but he still... He didn't get a double mind or anything, but he still got a suspension for it. I mean, to each is their own. Toronto's out of the playoffs. Boston's in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. You know, Boston's... Boston's kind of looking at Toronto right now and just laughing in their face and looking at Kadri and saying, ha, we're in the finals, and you're sitting at home and also playing golf. Well, maybe some other things besides golf. But. Probably. But when it comes to Toronto, by the way, I'm super happy that Toronto's out of the playoffs, just a personal thing myself. Now, we're going to get into the Chicago Wolves. Uh, that is the tr- that is the AHL team for the Vegas Golden Knights. They are up 2-1 right now nice. against the Iowa Wild Nice in the Calder playoffs. They're going to be playing Game 4 this Wednesday in Iowa. What's the series? Uh, right now it is the cent- uh, Central Division Finals. Okay, who leads the series? Uh, Chicago 2-1. Okay. The reason I wanted to bring this up is that when you look at what is going on right now for the Chicago Wolves, there are certain players who have been doing great for them this year. And I wanted to just talk about one or two of them real quick. The first one I wanted to talk about in the playoff series, his name is Ty McGinn. He's a left winger for the team. He has scored three goals and four assists so far in the playoffs for the Chicago Wolves. He leads the team in both categories. Obviously, he's not a player that's going to get called up to the main roster. He's more of an AHL-type player. But it's still good to know that he can produce at that type of level. Now, another player I want to talk about is a player who leads the team in penalty minutes, <laughs> and that is Kegan, Keegan Colser. He is a right winger. They got him from the Columbus Blue Jackets in the expansion draft. And he has 25 penalty minutes and four points in their eight games they have played right right now in the Calder playoffs. Good for him. He's stepping up for the team. I mean, he is definitely de- stepping up. Depending on what kind of penalties there are, if they're fighting or... You know, just tripping and well, holding. Due to it being that. 25 penalty minutes, I'm kind of going to assume it's fighting. Cause, That's you know, kind five, of what, yeah. Five. Yeah. So if he's stepping up and fighting for the team, then he's doing he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And then one final player I want to talk about, one player I want to give a quick mention to, is a player who was drafted in their first overall pick in 2017. That's Cody Glass. Yes. In his eight games, he has played for the Chicago Wolves three goals, two assists. He has a minus two. However, he has no penalty minutes, which for a guy who's going to be going up to the NHL, you don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Right. Because with William Carlson, he doesn't get that many penalty minutes throughout an 82-game season, but he can still produce. Right. But yet, on the other hand, there are guys like Belmar and Reeves who, you know, they might score some points, but they're guys who are going to step up. I think the thing with Cody Glass is... It might be a good thing that he's not taking penalty minutes in the AHL, but in the NHL level, you know, if he's one-on-one and 
if he's chasing after a guy that's on a breakaway, he he better take a penalty. Right. It, you, might, that, you better well dive and, and do the puck away. Yeah. Or if you're going to trip him, at least make it look like you were attempting to go for the puck. Right. Don't do what Adam Banks did in the Mighty Ducks movie. Exactly. If anyone's watched that movie, you'll get my reference. Exactly. Because then you're going to give whoever it is a penalty shot, and then they have the chance of scoring. So if that's the case, that's a bad penalty. But if he's able to, you know, hit a flying poke check, you know, that, and he gets a penalty off of it, and they don't get a penalty shot, that's a great penalty. It doesn't matter. It is a great penalty. Uh, one thing before we go to our final break here uh, towards the bottom of the hour, uh, the St. Louis Blues and Dallas Stars have officially gone to overtime now, so we'll see what happens in that game. But uh, we will be back here on Vegas Sports Hub. We're going to take a very quick break. I'm your host, Ian Rickelli, my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. We'll be right back to discuss the NHL playoffs here on Vegas Sports Hub. The man, the comedian, the legend, George Wallace, returns to Las Vegas with a new show at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. George Wallace has been selling out comedy clubs and concert venues all over the world for decades. And now he brings his new show, Wallace, at Westgate to Las Vegas Tuesday through Saturday at 8 o'clock. Tickets start at just 65 and can be purchased at westgateresorts.com. That's westgateresorts.com. George Wallace, great for fans of all ages. Don't miss the legendary George Wallace at the Westgate. Attention Facebook Live Show fans. Join us every Friday at 5 p.m. for our big live shopping show. You can follow us on Facebook at KSHB Vegas and get notifications when we go live or just log in every Friday at 5. The Facebook Live Show is just like the radio shopping show, but on Facebook so you can see us and interact with us live. If you can spread peanut butter on bread, then you can find us and watch us on Facebook. It's that easy. We also love to do contests and give away free stuff. Don't forget, Fridays at 5 p.m. at KSHB Vegas exclusively on Facebook. In 1974, a tiny little kitchen started selling omelets to locals and tourists in historic downtown Truckee, California. At 10 feet, 3 inches wide, and only 39 seats, guests would have to squeeze in to eat their breakfast. From little beginnings to the big time in Las Vegas, Squeeze In has been featured on Food Network and Forbes for their great food served by genuinely happy people in a super fun environment. Squeeze In has two locations in Las Vegas. Go to their website at squeezein.com for more information. As a three-time international award-winning restaurant, Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzones, strombolis, fingers, and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com. The National Atomic Testing Museum is a national science, history, and educational institution that tells the story of America's nuclear weapons testing program at the Nevada test site. Located at 755 East Flamingo Road, just east of Paradise, the museum offers immersive, interactive experts for guests of all ages. The museum is Smithsonian certified and open seven days a week. For more information, visit nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. That's nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. It, it, 
It is nighttime here on Vegas Sports Hub, KSHP, 1400 AM. I am your host, Ian or Kelly, my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. Hello. We're going to get into the NHL playoffs discussion with about uh, 12 minutes left in the show. Roughly. Now, we're going to get into a debate that me and you have gotten into in the past. Now, you like the Carolina Hurricanes. That is correct. Uh, yes, I do. I wouldn't say I like them. They're they're one of my favorite. Well, I mean, teams. your Twitter banner has the uh, stadium with a bunch of jerks written on it. Oh, yeah, dude. I love that. I love that quote. I hate Don Cherry, but, you know, I have to say that that quote has given Carolina the... The spark they needed. I wouldn't say the spark. You know, I was going to say, I would say the surge that they need. You know, the surge. whole thing, oh, the whole thing is, there. yeah. So I would say it's given them the surge that they need to, you know, push through the playoffs. And it's pissed Don Cherry off. And I love it. I love seeing that I think old you, man I think mad. that deep down you love it when announcers get angry. Oh, dude, it's the best. I freaking love it. it seeing Don Cherry mad and, you know, just him trying to bash the Carolina Hurricanes and the Hurricanes basically running down his throat and putting in all these wins has really pushed the Hurricanes to make it this far. Right, because they swept the New York Islanders. Yep. And then I think they went five. They went seven games with Washington. Oh, they went seven. I was going yeah, no. to say five. Okay. They went game seven. They went seven games, Carolina and Washington, then they swept the New York Islanders. Well, the little debate that we're going to have is that you think Carolina is going to advance to the Stanley Cup final. I do. However, I say that the Boston Bruins, with all their playoff experience, everything that they have had with two Stanley Cup final appearances in this decade, I say the Boston Bruins are going to beat the Carolina Hurricanes and advance to the Stanley Cup final. If that happens, they're going to lose in the Stanley Cup final. But who are they going to lose to? Uh, St. Which- Louis. Explain to me how St. Louis has a good enough roster to compete with the Boston Bruins. Well, from all, fr- all their all the St. Louis players. I, granted, we both want Dallas to win tonight. That is agree. That is correct. So, if we're looking at a marketable standpoint, St. Louis wins the game. Right? They go on and they play in the Western Conference Finals. They they beat Colorado. Let's just say hypothetically, they beat Colorado. They move on to the Stanley Cup Final and they play Boston. With all the star players that that St. Louis has and their young goalie in Jordan Bennington, there is no way Boston wins the cup. Okay, so you're talking from a marketing standpoint. Wouldn't San Jose make a better argument? Because San Jose is part of the Bay Area. San Francisco, one of the biggest markets, facing off against Boston, one of the other biggest markets in the United States. No, San Jose doesn't need to be in the finals. They... Is that from an emotional standpoint, or is that from a logic standpoint? Well, if you listen to what I said last week, you'd understand that it's a logical standpoint, because I don't want San Jose in the finals. They don't deserve to be in the finals. They don't don't have the key aspects to be in the finals. They don't have the forwards that they need to be in the finals. They don't need to be... They don't have the defensemen they need to be in the finals. You can argue and say that, yes, Brent Burns and Eric Carlson are probably their best... Uh, defensemen, but no, there's no way that those are the best defensemen. There's no way that they're going to be in the finals. Not playing Colorado. There's no way San Jose is getting by him. Okay, so so you're saying that Game Seven tomorrow, Colorado, no doubt is going to beat the San Jose Sharks. Yes. All right. What will you do if the, if you're proven wrong? I will shave my beard. You will shave your beard. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You did hear and if and on if Facebook Colorado. Live. 
Facebook Live. Not Facebook Live, sorry. I've, I mean, <laughs> we, we've done that recently. Yes. Um, but, okay, so uh, next so next week, if Colorado does not beat San Jose, I will post a picture of Ethan clean-shaven. Yes. Okay. And that, go, that goes vice versa. If uh, If Colorado wins, you shave your beard. I'm going with Colorado. Crap. I'm going with Colorado. Why would I shave my beard? Crap. How about we make the argument that... Uh, well, then we need a debate because we need a gentleman's agreement. All right, how about a gentleman's agreement? How about this? If San Jose beats Colorado, you got to shave your beard. Okay. If Colorado does not make it to the finals, I got to shave my beard. Colorado doesn't make it to the finals. The Stanley Cup finals. All right. So for everyone listening, you won't be able to see this, but we're going to shake hands. Yeah, we're going to sh- uh, backward handshake. Yeah, that was awesome. All right, say so, yeah, a Colorado Avalanche, <laughs> if they do not make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, I will shave my beard. And if Ethan, if San Jose uh, beats Colorado, you're going to shave your beard. Yep. All right, well, this will be a very interesting scenario. It's way better than saying Popeyes, like, you know, somebody yeah, at KSHP. Yeah. Now, when are we also going to get into the NHL playoffs with Boston and Carolina? Because we just talked about that. But the Western Conference Finals is very intriguing as well because – San Jose and Colorado, Game 7, we just talked about that. But St. Louis and Dallas right now. We talked about that earlier in the show, but yeah, I'd love to get back into this topic. Yeah, let's definitely get back into it, because when you look at Dallas and St. Louis, they are very competitive, they're very similar. However, me and you both want Dallas to win. We do. Is it for the same reason? I want to know if it's for the same reason. Well, it's mainly because I hate St. Louis. Me Me being a diehard Chicago Blackhawks fan, I hate all the teams in the Central. Which is weird, me going for Dallas, but I hate... But what makes you hate them? I just hate how stylistically they play. In my opinion, they play a little a little like Boston, and they're a little, they're a little cheap. They like to take dirty shots. They, they basically complain. They're basically an entire Sidney Crosby. Okay, so your reasoning for St. Louis is basically my reasoning for the Pittsburgh Penguins, for the reason why I dislike the Pittsburgh Penguins as much as I do. Yeah, probably, but I also say that we hate Pittsburgh equally and for the same reason. Right, but if it was Pittsburgh and St. Louis, who do you hate more? Pittsburgh or St. Louis? Who do you hate more? Man, okay. Who do I hate more? I would probably hate the Penguins. Explain to me why. Because I've, I've I've grown up hating all of Pittsburgh. I've had I have family in Philadelphia. Right, you're from Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. I'm not from Pennsylvania. I have family that lives in Pennsylvania. Right. And our side is mainly Philadelphia. So I would I've grown up hating everything Pittsburgh from the from the Steelers to the Pirates to the uh, crappy Penguins. Right, because you know it's mainly a dirty city. I Pretty mean, much. I mean, no disrespect to anybody who's out there in Pittsburgh. I but mean, we're just saying the truth. If you're looking at it, so is Philadelphia, and that's why their Flyers are called the Broad Street Bullies. Right. I mean, and I'm gonna be honest, the Flyer fans have no class. I mean. When, when they, they threw, when they threw those exactly. bracelets on the uh, ice yeah, during that the was, Washington Capitals game, yeah, that was not that was uncalled for. That was uncalled for. So yeah, St. Louis and Pittsburgh. You would say Pittsburgh. That's interesting. Who would you say? I would say Pittsburgh simply okay. because I'm not. I don't dislike St. Louis. Um, I I dislike the Pittsburgh Penguins more than any other team in the NHL. So you don't hate the Penguins. You dis you strongly dislike them. Oh, I strongly dislike the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, because I. I strongly dislike is an is an understatement for me. I would say I truly hate with a passion both the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right. Like for me it's Pittsburgh Penguins and Toronto Maple Leafs, for you it's the Pittsburgh Penguins and the St. Louis Blues. Well, in Bo- no, and and Detroit. And Detroit but also Boston. I I I will say this. 
if St. Louis and Pittsburgh were playing against each other, I would be cheering for St. Louis. That I, would be an interesting that, scenario. That is a very hard thing for me to say, but I will never cheer for a team that wears black and gold. Uh, Gary Bettman, if you are listening, can we make that happen in the future? That's Have St. Louis so and Pittsburgh times. face off in the finals? Yeah, no, if that's the case, I won't watch the finals. I I will stay at home. I will watch Disney Channel for 12 weeks. All right. Well, you've heard it here, folks, from uh, Ethan Gettemeyer, <laughs> my co-host. Now, we're going to get back on to our main topic here with about three minutes left in the show. <laughs> I forgot about the main topic. Now, our main topic is with the NHL playoffs. We were talking about Dallas and St. Louis, but you brought up an interesting point about Boston and Columbus because yesterday we basically just didn't even talk about it. We talked about it for a couple of minutes, but we really didn't go into detail about how Columbus basically collapsed against Boston. They did. Uh, they Their style kind of basically... F- I. They just slowed down in the third period, and that's what really gave Boston the momentum to push forward and move on. And you know, I earlier I brought up that you know I would Columbus they're, they're isn't used to right, Columbus isn't used to playing playoff hockey in May. They're used to playing it in. Uh, they're used to they're, they're used the to playing in April. May. April. There you go. Yeah, they're used to playing in April, right? They're not yeah. used to playing second round hockey. Exactly. But the argument that I would make is that Carolina really doesn't have that experience either, and they've gone no, all they the have, way to the Eastern Conference. They final. have the experience. They've done it four times. Okay, but not I, recently. Not, not this team. This team of young guns does not have the. Okay, but that's my point: is that nobody from Columbus was on that team when they went to playoffs back in uh, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. What's your point? My point is that Columbus and Carolina were in the same boat. They were very inexperienced when it comes to playoff hockey. And but now guess Carol- what? But Carolina got the job done where Columbus didn't. And Carolina's in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would, I would say, my argument would be, I would give Carolina all the momentum because of Don Cherry. This all comes back in a full circle and leads back to Don Cherry. Well, shouldn't have Columbus had all the momentum based on them sweeping Tampa and breaking like everyone's bracket? No, because that's when they stopped playing hockey. After the first round, when they swept the Tampa Bay Lightning, they said, okay, we can slow our momentum, and we're just going to coast through this second round. And clearly that did not help them. It clearly did not help them since they're sitting on the couch right now and watching be Boston. golf, yeah. Going to, uh, but, does this, but the one final question I want to ask before we leave the show here on Vegas Sports Hub is, is what does this mean for the Columbus Blue Jackets with their free agency decision? So you got Panarin, you got Duchesne, and you got Bobrovsky. I say we just trust what they have to say. I think the main thing that's going to happen is, on the coaching standpoint, are they going to keep Tortorella or are they going to get rid of him, especially after what just happened with round two? I say, uh, with John Tortorella, I think he will return. He did get them to the second round for the first time in their franchise history. Panarin, I say he's gone. Uh, he's gone. I say Sergei Bobrovsky, he could return if they gave him enough money, but I don't think they're going to do that. No, they're not going to keep him, especially since they have Corpusalo. and Corpusalo. So I say Matt Duchesne, out of all those three, might be the only one who stays. I hope he does. I love how well he played in, in Columbus. I did as well, and I'm glad that he's no longer on Colorado because we all saw those photos of how depressed he was. Yeah. Now... 
Uh, thank you to everyone who is tuned in tonight to Vegas Sports Hub. Uh, I'm your host, Ian or Kelly. That was my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. Hello. And uh, check us out on uh, www.vegassportshub.com. Go to our social medias on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you go read our articles that we post every single week at vegassportshub.com. We will see you next time on Vegas Sports Hub. It's Brian Blessing, weekdays, noon to 2, on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. There's been another school shooting, this time in Colorado, with 1,800 students inside, grades kindergarten through 12. We were standing outside the parking lot uh, right next to the high school when we saw uh, an officer walk in with a patrol rifle and a vest right after they uh, set the school into a lockdown, which we could hear over the loudspeaker. Police say two students opened fire at their classmates and hit eight of them before being subdued. One of the students has died. KCNC-TV's Rick Salinger is reporting from Stem.